When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's been a really uplifting offseason. The return of Andrew McCutcheon, the addition of a handful of some semi-legitimate free agents, and the big boost in the payroll. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins, where you found this. It's amazing what a little goodwill will do, even to the most cynical, jaded, and rightly so fan base in all of professional sports. But if I told you that in the year 2022, the Pirates wound up spending $61 million $196,070 on payroll, you would believe me. Why? Because that's verified. Because that's the amount that was actually spent. $61 million. 61.2. If you want to round it up to the nearest, better sounding thing. $61.2 million. If I asked you right now, right now, where the Pirates' projected payroll would be for 2023, you would probably answer, oh, it's a lot more than that, because they spent a lot more. I'm going to read you some actual numbers. At this very moment, the Pirates are committed to 12 players in terms of an actual written contract for the 2023 season. Those 12 players are going to make a combined million. Okay, one more time. 12 players, 54.6 million. So like six and a half million less than last year. However, there's 13 other guys, obviously, that you still need to pay. Out of those 13 guys, barring some really unforeseen circumstance, 12 of them will be getting paid at or close to the major league minimum wage which is around 700. I don't know what the current exact figure is for the year, but it's it's always in that range, 600, 700, okay? And there's additionally one outstanding arbitration case, that being the one for G-Man Choi. And let's just say that he ends up at around, I don't know, 4 million, 5 million, something like that, okay? I think that's high, but let's just say that that's it. Because these are just projections anyway. And that all the other guys, the other 12 guys, get what they're going to get. You're going to take that original figure that I gave you, the $54.6 million that's been committed. You can add like another $10, $12 million, Let's say $12 million to it. And the Pirates' total payroll will be $66 million. And last year, it was 
So payroll will have gone up by all of $4 million. Crazy, right? By that, I mean crazy. The power of, of the good feeling, the good vibe. I am not, I am not suggesting that they brought Kutch back for PR purposes. I have made my stance clear on that. My belief is that they wanted to bring him back because it's the right thing to do. He approached them. They heard it. And then on top of that, Ben Charrington was able to look at his roster and say, hey, this actually works for us. It didn't in the past. It's going to now. Let's do it. So they did it. But the unintended benefit to that, or maybe at least like somewhat side pseudo quasi intended benefit, is that no one realizes that they barely bumped payroll. And it's not going to change. They don't have any other signings left to add. If anything, the one move, and this is one that nobody wants, that could occur between now and then, although I've been on the record as saying it's unlikely, is that Brian Reynolds would get traded, at which point your payroll would get $7 million lighter than this because he'd be getting traded for prospects. And then it would be exactly what it was last year. And this is yet another reason, maybe the most compelling one yet, why whenever people start going, yeah, 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 to me over the punt thing, you said they were going to punt on 2023. If it isn't a punt to leave your payroll sitting exactly where it was or really, really close to it last year when it was one of the lowest in the league, and it's still $40 million lower than where it was the last time you made the playoffs, then what would you call it? Is there a better word than punt? Pretty pleased to all the linguists out there. Let me know if I can utilize something that's more appropriate than punt. Maybe it's the eternal punt. Maybe it's the punt that goes out of the stadium and can't be played by the punt returner. I don't know. But I do know what it looks like when a front office and a management is saying, hey, let's win, and then backing it up with something more substantive than what we've seen. Have there been a couple of promising, legitimately enticing signings. Yes, of course. Was it something different to see Rich Hill signed for $8 million versus the standard Tyler Anderson slash Jose Quintana $2 million signing? Sure it was. That was a little bit of a departure. The combo of Carlos Santana and Choi ends up being around $10 million invested into first base the team's greatest shortcoming last season. Also nice. Also nice. But let's not pretend they went out of their way here. Let's not pretend that they broke the mold. They didn't. They didn't. They're still, they're still operating at absolute bargain basement levels. And the only thing that's changed, really, well, two things. One, Kutch is back. Two, they're talking a lot about winning and about now's the time to win. 
But that third part where they actually do it, still not there. Still not there. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Alex, who says, Hey DK, there's been a lot of teams over the years that went from very bad to very good. And that includes the 2010s Pirates, probably the early 2000 Marlins, uh, and especially the Marlins. They probably make the best case since they did it with very young players. Do we think that the Pirates can make a push with these young guys and get Ben Charrington to buy in on this season as well? Love the show. Thanks, Alex. I would love your own phrase there, though, where you say, uh, do we think that we can get the young guys to get Ben Charrington to buy in on this season? It's, I mean, listen to the conversations that we've normalized where you're concerned, and and again, rightly so, that it's the players who have to motivate the front office to want to win. But that's still the dialogue, and that's still the fair dialogue to be having. Because when you buy in on something, you would hope that buying involves money, and it doesn't. Not yet. Could the young players motivate Charrington, Travis Williams, Bob Nutting to spend? There's precedent for that, as I mentioned on yesterday's show in great detail. So sure, it's a possibility. Uh, is it something that could happen in the coming season? A lot of things would have to go right for these Pirates to compete immediately. Uh, they'd have to find power that doesn't currently appear to be in their lineup and beyond whatever it is that you'd expect from a full season of O'Neill Cruz. They'd have to hope that everything falls into place for what looks like an encouraging starting rotation. They'd have to hope for the same out of the back end of the bullpen. And they'd have to, again, keep talking about offense here, but this is this is the year after the worst offensive year any of us has ever seen from this franchise. And the upgrades or the players who came in, they're not all offensive upgrades. You know, the catcher position was what it was last year, but it's now about to be some other depth with Austin Hedges in his 163 average coming into town. And there are way too many other question marks to feel good about uh, any sort of, you know, outbreak in runs. You're just not going to see that. You might see significantly better pitching, but you also might not. 
that Marlins team that you're talking about had some outstanding talent. Top-end guys all of a sudden showed up at a certain age, very, very young age, but they could play. They could, and they could play right away. And all that the management did down there at that time was clear everybody out of their way. Clear everybody out. And it worked. This, this isn't that. If anything, this team needs more and better reinforcements than what it's gotten in order to pull off just routine contention. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates today, all week long, and always. Let's do it again Monday. Thank you.